When the world has got you down Alzheimer's sucks. It's an equal opportunity disease that chips away at everything we hold dear. And to date, there's no cure. So until there is, we continue to fight with the most powerful tool in our arsenal, love. This is Love Conquers Alls, a real and really positive podcast that takes a deep dive into everything Alzheimer's, the good, the bad, and everything in between. And now, here are your hosts, Susie Singer-Carter and me, Don Priest. Hello, everybody. I'm Susie Singer-Carter. And I'm Don Priest, and this is Love Conquers Alls. Hello, Susan. Hello, Donald. How are you? What's up? What are you doing? What's what's new? Well, uh, it, vaccination uh, it, chat. Yeah, talking about uh, vaccinations. No vaccinations yet, but you know what? I'm I'm getting one. I'm going to be getting them. Right? I, we, I know. We have to do it. It must. We we have to get our vaccinations, and we have to get them. I, and I think I just talked to our guests, and I think we. I think I'm going to lean. A, a, not that anyone else has to do this, but I think I'm going to lean away from Johnson and Johnson only because I'm a sensitive, I'm a sensitive person, and I think I'm going to get immensely ill from it. I'm, a, I'm but nervous. That shouldn't stop you from getting it. Get it if you can get it. Get it. Get it. No, no, get it yeah. for sure, for sure. Like if someone knocked on my door right now and said we have some J and J, I would go bring yeah. it. Jab me now. I would take a jab. Yeah. <laughs> Let Definitely. me get some coffee first. Let, let me get my bed ready. <laughs> some like some Tylenol. You, you can't am, take Advil. I am, I am so looking forward to getting sick from it so I can just lay in bed. I am. I just cannot wait. See, I knew that about you. you for you, it's a vacation. I may get a, I may get a shot a week. I, I, I'm not a, <laughs> just go for it. I'm thinking you might need two or three. Yeah, well. I, At you least know, two or three. Yeah, because I need a vacation. It's the only way I'm going to get it, so. Uh, it's true. Yeah. It's true. I actually thought that. And here's a bit of good news. Yes. So I got a, I got a, let, you know, just mommy update. I got a, a letter from the Jewish home yesterday saying that the California protocol is finally in place uh-huh. and that once you have your, your vaccination, we can have face to face visitations. Wow. Probably starting next week. Wow. So, so you have to get that vaccine and, and stat. I have to get it. So I, it's been a year since I've actually touched my, oh my mother. God. And yeah. she's in so much trouble. I am like getting oh in God. bed with her. Yeah. I'm I'm going to be spooning her for like, <laughs> she's going to go, get off me. She's going to get so lucid. She's going to call her the nurses she, and go, I don't know this crazy woman. Get her out of my bed. They, may, they, they should probably put her in a hazmat suit before you get there. You, know, you don't not, want to Not her. for disease, just to protect herself. You know, you I don't want to so. bruise her. <laughs> I am gonna. It's gonna be. Awesome. It's gonna be like well, crazy. I'm gonna amazing. need a cigarette after, <laughs> and I don't awesome. even smoke. Well, that is crazy. amazing. I cannot amazing wait. News. As you all know, I'm like so sad about. It's been such a long time, yeah. and I cannot wait to bring this little baby that she's been seeing on Zoom all year long, and just you know, I, if that doesn't change her frame of mind and bring out a hallelujah i don't know what will yeah, so no, anyway absolutely. Oh, we have a That's we have a lovely guest really do. i just dominated the entire opening yeah i mean Don i was gonna i had big news but i'm gonna i'm not gonna talk about it and that was um you may or may not have noticed but uh, my covid cut is gone the oh yeah it's gone it, it yeah. was uh, who did it one year I, I waited exactly one year there's 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 somebody on this show right now who cut my hair, and it's not our guest. 
So, and it wasn't me. So you guess. Because <laughs> Don and I are in a bubble together. <laughs> and I, I think literally his mullet was like, it, it was a mullet I, for God's sakes. It wasn't, it was a bit of no. a mullet. No, it was not, it really wasn't. I mean, mullet, right? I was, right? it was an eighties vibe, you know, uh, <laughs> at least <laughs> it, at was, least. it was an 18. Anyway, it's looking it really a... good. I'm very proud of my haircut. And I think like I might have another, another, uh, another uh, you profession know, yeah. form of income. No, but yeah. it was it was an eighties vibe, but it was more like an 1880s vibe. I felt more like uh well, Custer. <laughs> I'm thinking more like Mary Tyler Moore. Well, was nice. It was beginning yeah. to flip. Well, that would have and been uh, was... Marlo Thomas. <laughs> or Marlo Thomas, if anyone knows who that girl is. Yeah, we're dating. <laughs> All right. Wow, well, I'm going to roll this morning. <laughs> and that said, <laughs> it's time yeah, to introduce Don, our we have a great, We have such a lovely, fun guest. We really do. That, do. You know, thank God for the internet and thank God for uh, social media because other... I, I'm meeting the most wonderful people and um, Suzanne White, yeah, like just came out of the ethers and, and introduced herself to me. And I was like, thank you. Thank you for introducing yourself to me. Because <laughs> and now we're going to introduce she, her to everyone. To I think you. I will do okay. that. Yeah, Take you know, it away, Donald. Well, Suzanne White is the founder of Caregiver Warrior. She was blessed with the opportunity to care for her parents and ventured out on a caregiving journey that would change her life. She blogs about this journey on her website, caregiverwarrior.com, and shares her experience, strength, and hope with others so that they too may survive caregiving with grace and empowerment. And that said, let us meet the wonderful and amazing Suzanne White. Hello, Suzanne. Yay! Hello, guys! How are you? Excellent. How are you, beautiful woman? Oh, I'm just peachy here, especially now with you guys. Aww. Just you making my you? Saturday. Oh, you're making our Saturday. Heck yeah. It's wonderful to have social media and this community, which is this loving, embracing, wonderful community, you know, and guys like you are doing such wonderful work, and caregivers really have help out there for free. And they can pick it up 24-7, you know, and I, that's why it's so great to get the word out. There's so much of it that no one prepares you for. And, right. and the fact that we're out here, you know, telling people, I mean, that's why, that's, I'm sure that's why you did it, and that's why I did it. I want to help caregivers care for themselves. And you humanize it because, it beca like I said, like the more that we talk about it from a human point of view and from a personal point of view, it resonates, you know, like when Don and I, when we made the movie about my mom, my mom and the girl, and we, I literally like was so against doing this because I thought just what we need another Alzheimer's film. And then, you know, but then I realized that, no, we have a different perspective and it's called, you know, like, let's find the silver linings and let's, let's embrace that because what's the alternative, right? So... Yeah. Yeah, you know, and that's really interesting that you say that, because I kind of went through that, too, a little bit. This is funny. It's very interesting, because I was thinking, oh, I can't talk about my mom like that, or I can't, you know, I can't, you know, I mean, not so much about me, but other people, and, and, and I had the same feeling. I said, you know what, I need to put, I need to be authentic and really truthful, you know, even though it's difficult, because someone's gone, even if one person relates to that, because I'm being who I really am and talking about what really happened for me, especially in my head and my heart, mm -hmm. 
that that is that's priceless, you know, and it's going to help people. Absolutely. Um, and it's very brave. It's it's very brave, but it but isn't it easy? It's easy because you know you're you're giving service. I think, and that's amazing. Right. But you. But I think at first we don't. So it is even braver because at first you don't know, and you you don't and you know. Well, I wanted to hear, talk about you more, but I want to hear your story. But the truth, but the truth is, is that you know it's always it. No matter what your story is, it's helpful because it will resonate with somebody. Somebody's going to say, "Oh my God, I was feeling the same way," you know, and because let's there's still stigma. And especially in a lot of cultures carry that stigma. And so it's not gone by any stretch of the means. And so that stigma keeps us isolated. Yes, absolutely. And I, and, and, and I think, I listen, I think the resources that are out there now are so much better. And I, I think, you know, our voices are really helping. But there's something that caregivers do. I mean, first of all, I think we're born caregivers. Right? I think yes. we're kind of hardwired because there's always somebody that shows up. You're going to show up and you never quit. I mean, do you ever hear a caregiver say, oh, I'm, I'm done now? Yeah. We actually, <laughs> no. we, actually, we did with Susie's mom. She had a professional caregiver <laughs> literally quit. Just say, I can't deal with this. <laughs> this was a professional. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, God, God bless her. But that, and she's kind of rare, I think. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean. That's someone who's paid to do it, though, Don. Yes, I know. That's it's someone who's yes. doing it because they, they yes. love the person. Well, that they, person was like, I don't love her. I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing of it is, you know, she probably really wasn't a real caregiver at heart. You know, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't just your mom. I'm sure that was like a career choice you shouldn't have made. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, exactly. You know, but they, you know, we, we don't give up. So, but I think the thing that's really interesting about all of this is that, you know, I'm a type A person. I was going to take care of it. I was going to be perfect. I was going to fix my parents, you know, the whole thing. And you know what? I, I didn't take care of myself. <clears throat> and I see all kinds of ages of caregivers. You know, we have young caregivers that are taking you know, there's like 2 million taking care of, you know, that are under 18 years of age taking care of someone in their family. But everybody comes to it where I'm going to fix this. It's going to be okay. I don't have to worry about myself. Let me put my life on the back burner. I don't think it's ever going to go away. And I, if I knew why it happened and had the magic potion to give a pill to somebody and say, take care of yourself, but it's not happening. So I think that we have to keep banging this message home you know, that, I mean, you know how it is. I can't imagine what you went through this past year. I mean, I have nightmares thinking about what you went through this past year. Not be, I mean, we don't want to, I want you know, I don't want to get into that too much, but I mean, such courage and commitment and love for someone we care for. And yet we look in the mirror and it's like, I'm fine. But I think that doesn't that come out of guilt. Doesn't that come out of the saying, hey, if I'm care, caring for myself, I'm being selfish. I'm not, I'm not caring for them. And how can I do something? How can I go out and, and have a drink and have fun with my friends when this is happening? It, it feels like it's out of guilt. I, I agree with you completely. And I think that's a really important point that you brought up. Because somehow we say to ourselves, if I take care of me, I'm a bad caregiver. I'm a bad person. I'm failing them. Something's going to happen to them. Uh, you know, and I mean, what is that? My mother once, when I was, she was having a, a agitated moment and she said, you know, she was freaking out. And then um, she finally got lucid and she looked at me and it's in my film and she says, 
oh my god you have to live your own life you got to put me in a home <laughs> and i was like yeah you're going <laughs> you're going don't worry about that it's coming happening coming soon coming soon but you know so but the point is is that most of our people that love us and that we're caring for don't want us to give up our lives for them either they want to be taken care of of course but they also if they love you they want you to have your life and take care of yourself it's important it's very important and it's so true the thing that worked for me one of the things that worked for me and then the 50 million things i would pick and choose and, and work um i rode horses every sunday morning i would steal an hour or two i found a barn near my parents house and i would go ride horses and it ended up, because the universe, I believe, helps us when we take care of ourselves, it was like five or six people who were all caregivers. So we would ride around for like an hour and just talk to each other. But, oh, do you believe this happened? Do you believe? I mean, Adam, you know, okay. Yeah. So, and when I would That's get home. Crazy. It's crazy. And when I would get home, yeah. my, my dad would say to me, how was it? He was so excited that I was doing that for myself. He I just see. wanted to hear everything. And, and just a brief story, just to be sort of a hippie-ish and woo-woo. He was a bombardier pilot. He was a World War II bombardier hero pilot. And when I tell you, now I'm going to start to cry a little bit, that when I, and I continued riding, you know, at the barn, and when I tell you there was always a plane that went over, a little prop plane that went over after he passed, every time I rode. And all the, everybody would say, there's your dad. Mm. And then when yep. my mom passed seven weeks later, there were two of them. Wow. <laughs> I Stop. I know. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. That's so you they know, want I, us to care for ourselves, you know? They do. They do. Yeah, because it's, it's a you burden know, on them. Yeah. If they feel like that you are miserable because of them, that's the last thing a parent wants for their child. They, well, no, yeah, nobody wants anybody to be miserable from them unless they're psycho, like my yeah. ex-husband. I mean, that's the only <laughs> Oh, he loved that. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> well, that's hysterical. Yeah, I mean, they, they want us to be they want us to be happy. And listen, and the, and talk and using the word miserable, when you're not when I wasn't taking care of myself or I wasn't rested or I was freaking out about something, I was miserable. Who wants to be around that? Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, that's, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the put, you know, take your oxygen. So and, even first, and like you, know. you, Suzanne, I was the same way as you. I was like, I'm going to fix my mom. I, I told her that, don't worry, we got this. I'm going to talk you out. I was going to figure out a way to get rid of Alzheimer's because just no one's mm -hmm. actually given it the right, you know, <laughs> attack. I was going to give it the right attack, right? And then I was still going to, I was still going to be my writer producer myself and, and, you know, do all my, my projects and be a mommy. I had my teenage daughter at home with me and just gone through a divorce and I didn't sleep at all. Literally, like yeah. I would, I, I was up all night, like trying to catch up with everything. And, you know, I gained weight because I wasn't sleeping. And because if you don't sleep, you gain all kinds of things were happening to me. And I was like, I was becoming beside myself. I just, I was like, you know, didn't know what to do. And I realized, you know, I have to, I have to take care of myself. You, you get burnt out. You hit caregiver burnout. I had that morning where I woke up, you know, shaking. I mean, physically shaking that, you know, I couldn't do this. 
I was messing it up. They were going to die. It wasn't going to be okay. And I was going to die. I mean, I literally hit the wall really bad. Because you had two parents that you were caregiving for. I, I had two of them. So, so my, and my dad kind of hit burnout, you know, uh, because he, because they were hiding it from us. My mom was diagnosed with dementia and we didn't go into really, um, uh, complicated diagnoses, but I mean, she, she had dementia, but they were, she had the early stages and they were hiding it from us, you know, my sister and I. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which, which, you know, they do sometimes. And, you know, uh, we, you know, my sister lived in Florida at the time and we would always fly them for the holidays to Florida. And, and then I would follow down, you know, and then my sister called me one holiday season and she said to me, you know, they just took daddy off a plane in a wheelchair. I was like, what? And, uh, yeah, he's got walking pneumonia. He's in bed. Um, uh, I'm freaking out. Um, I said, well, I'll, I'll, you know, of course, I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'm right down. I'll get right down because <laughs> you know I was going to fix everything. Anyway, we realized that that especially as he was recuperating a lot and sleeping a lot, that she was confused and, you know, repeating herself more than usual. And you know, and and my dad was just gone. He was exhausted. So I, I said to him, Pop, you know, do you want me to help? And he said, Yes, like right away. <laughs> I was like, Okay. And so I just took it on, not knowing the physical and emotional toll it was taking on me that I wasn't even aware of. Mm. See, I think that's the thing about this with caregivers. There's what we're thinking is going on, and then there's what's happening and going, really going on. Forget mm. the forget who you're taking care of. You're sort of in this zone where you think it's all okay, and it's not okay, and then all of a sudden you can't get up in the morning, or mm. um, you're, you're, you're depressed, or you're so anxious, you're shaking and can't eat, and you're, you know what I mean? So... Um, it's almost like a silent killer. This and also when thing it's that happens, that you love it. It it's it is like what we were saying. It, it's not. It's so subjective because you have all this history with this person. So whether it's someone that you like, my mom was my best friend, but also people have you know relationships that have been a bit turbulent, and yet they're put in this position to caretake, and then that also adds a whole other element of stress. You're raising Absolutely. your hand. Yeah. I'm raising my hand on that because my mom and I did not get along. Okay. We're we're probably uh, exactly alike. Mm-hmm. I can admit that now. I'm <laughs> so much like my mom, but we just we were oil and water. And I now know, and 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 I and through the healing of taking care of her, I now know that she was probably very anxious all her life, and that this caused her to have the personality, you know, and, and the anger issues she did. Um, but it just did not work with us. And if you had told me I'd be taking care of her, like when I was in my 20s, I would tell you, you're out of your mind. So we did not get along. So I, there were extraordinary adjustments I had to make. She wasn't able to make them. I had to change. I had to make the adjustments. And, and it wasn't easy, and it wasn't pretty, but, you know, I got it that I had to be self-aware and that I had to make a lot of changes in my life and who I was and how I was acting. So... That's so important. Can I just repeat that again? Because that's so important that you, she's not going to change. You have to change. And that's in in any situation when you're a caregiver, they're not going to change. They can't change. So you're either going to be miserable in this, in this journey, or you change, you can change who, how you see it and how you view it. And then, and then you can be, you can embrace it and you can, you know, ride the waves and look for the pretty, 
the scenery and see what you can gather, all the silver linings, because there are silver linings. Yeah. I'm sure you had some that you could share. Because, Absolutely. you know, right? if you had, I'm sure that you had epiphanies like you did about your mom. You started to understand where that came from and you became empathetic for her because her guard, because she became vulnerable. And even if you had as to, yeah. even if you had to, to kind of fake it at first, which I'm sure you did, and I'm sure there's times where those <clears> resentments <throat> crept back in, whether you told yourself, I'm changing now. It's like, well, yeah, but then you're still a human being. And, and yes. those are going to creep back in, but you do have to, it actually maybe, you know, <laughs> evolves you as a human being, not only for those, but just in general, in life, dealing with other yeah. people and, and everything. So there's a silver lining right there. And yeah, it was, listen, it was the best thing. I, it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And I've done some pretty hard things. Um, but it was the best thing I've ever done in my life. And it was life changing for me. I mean, I healed my relationship with my mom. I mean, See, that's yeah, mm -hmm. it's amazing, there's you know, and I mean, I can't, yeah. oh, I, that's, I, I tell, you know, there's certain, I mean, I've spoken to caregivers who say to me, I don't know if I can show up for this because, you know, I said, oh my God, please show up for this. You have no idea. There's a promise in this. And the promise is you're going to have peace and you're yes. going to make peace. And it's, it's an extraordinary gift that's been handed to you. Please, please just show up and do it. And I've had people come back to me and go, oh, my God, I'm so glad I did. And I said, see, because there's a promise in this, you know. And I, I, I'm telling you something. I have a really hard time, which is really funny for me. I have a hard time thinking of my mom with a bad memory. Like, like my mom is all goodness and light and wonderful in my, in my memory now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm thinking, who is it? What a gift that is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she was. She was amazing. She was an amazing, amazing. And just, I'm just going to tell you this because I know you're going to relate to this. Like creatively, like I used to be a singer-songwriter and I write. And all of that is because of my mom. I never have a blank page in front of me. Right. I mean, it's maybe not good stuff, but <laughs> I never, do you know what I mean? Because my mom yeah. encouraged me. She wanted me to sing and she went every time I was singing. That's all my mom. But that's what I remember now. Not when she was screaming and yelling at me that, you know, I was a, a big dummy. <laughs> Yeah. See, isn't that beautiful? Because look at, I, I tell my daughters that too. I say, you know, we have to, we have to look at people with, with, you know, with kindness and understand and empathy to say, you know, we're just, we're all humans. We don't, we don't get books on how to be daughters or books on how to be moms. And, and we're just trying to do the best we can. And, you know, and if you can look at all the good things, like the good things that, you know, sure, my mom's not a saint, but you know, I, I, but in my mind, she is, you know, and I, I'm aware of her faults, but I don't think of those. I just don't. I, I really don't. And I because I know that we're just human and people make mistakes and people are trying. And and if you if you relate with love, they people can only respond with love unless they're batshit crazy. Really? <laughs> right. I mean, it's true. Right. I mean, yeah. People respond to love. That's why it's love conquers all. I mean, love is so powerful. It's a very powerful tool. And I, I think that the caregiving journey, you know, is, it, is an extraordinary source of love. Um, man, does it feel good when, when somebody, I mean, I had such a sense of peace when both of them passed. Um, and I knew, I knew as it was happening that I'm like, you know what, I'm a, and, and it's the other thing that I, that I was given, that I'm a good girl, like I'm a good daughter, you know, yeah. 
Like, yeah. I'm a good girl. Like, I have faults, and I do all kinds of crazy things, and I'm not easy. Believe me, I know. But I'm a good girl. And I think all that love and that realization came from showing up and caregiving. That's all we kind of want to know is that we're being a good girl. And that's all you can be is a good girl. That's such a beautiful way to frame it. Or a good boy. Mm. You know, <laughs> yeah. it, that, that really yeah. is the... It's that simple. Uh, you know, I remember when my mom moved in with me for the year and we I lived in this like fantastic work-live loft in LA. I was so like, I thought I was so cool. My office was there and, but I've got my mom with, with Alzheimer's in there with me. And, but because I didn't, my stepfather had just died and I didn't want her to, to live alone in, in a facility, you know, where she was having Groundhog's Day every five seconds. Where's Georgie? Where's Georgie? Right. And so I had such a peace. I had a sense of peace. I remember leaving for a, a meeting and my mom was on the balcony. It's very urban. So it's like, there's, there's, you know, uh, uh, valet parkers. And so it looks like you're on a studio and my mom's there, you know, pulling the flowers off of my <laughs> flowers on the, on the balcony. Cause, cause that's what her job was at that point. And she waved to me. Like I was like, she was so happy. She waved goodbye. And I thought I, at that moment I turned into mommy and I had this sense of peace that she was happy and safe and that's and that's the good girl thing right it's like that's yeah. all that you can do you can't change the disease i i gave no. that up finally and once you've but settled that you as a yeah, as a base if that's your base to start from that i'm a i'm doing the best i can b i'm you know i'm 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 doing, you know, for them every, then all the other stuff that happens, all the bad stuff that happens around it, that's just, that's shrapnel, basically. That's not, you know, what, mm -hmm. what, it, what, that's not the reality. That just is going to be there, but at least you have that base. And, and I think that's yes, important exactly. to establish that. See now, Don, Don, I have to tell you that, but now not, you use the word shrapnel, right? So I don't, okay. So my dad was shot down. Um, World War II and had shrapnel go up through his legs through the base of the plane. So shrapnel is a very interesting word in my family, and I'm, and I'm sure there's people watching this that may not know what that was, but it was bombs that exploded, so they, it, it would tear up. Okay. Anyway, so I find it very interesting that you said, so I think my dad is here, <laughs> you know, because it is, because that's kind of what caregiving is like, that shrapnel, because it, it, it just attacks you and blows everything up around it. Um, but when you do have that feeling of, you know, wow, I'm a good girl. I'm I'm doing good here, even if it's not pretty. Mm -hmm. You know, it's done with this intention and this empathy of, of, of making them feel safe and, and okay, you know. Um, I think, you know, I, I don't think I before, I don't think I thought I was a good girl before I went into this. And what's more important than helping, other, honestly, at the end of the day, if you, if you read like Eli Wiesel's book, it's like you ask this genius man, like who... What, what is the definition of happiness and his definition after seeing the most un, un, unimaginable things, right, that you can think of? It was happiness came from helping, and, and, and it is so true. Like, I thought, oh, I'll be so happy when I sell 70 shows and I'm, you know, and I've got this and that. And yeah, of course, we want to do all that. But... Honestly, like going into the assisted living and singing and make and having all those people 
you know, all the residents go, don't go. We want two more songs. We're so happy you're here. They th I'm like Barbara Streisand to them. It's so amazing. And, and suddenly I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, it's just, it's the loveliest thing in the world. It really is. And you can't get, you can't feel any better than that. You just can't, you can't. And we're doing a really good job. Mm -hmm. So don't beat yourself up. Don't second guess yourself. You know, oh, second guessing. Don't feel guilty. I mean, all the things that we are do, we're going to do, try not to. Try not to beat yourself up. Try not to feel guilty. Try not to second guess yourself. Try not to think you're a bad caregiver. You do know what I mean? Like, um, try not to feel bad because you're exhausted. Believe me, I, when I first started, I didn't, I wanted to do it all alone. Well, I couldn't. I, when I hit the wall, I got it. So, you know, when I, I would call, I would start calling people. So slowly but surely, I, I built a team around my parents. I built a team of caregivers. I started looking online, you know, Alzheimer's Association is amazing. Um, I had a therapist. I mean, you know, I, you know, the people that were in certain church groups, you know, I mean, there's, there are you, you you can't just sit there you have to go out and look and it's great social media today for free you can find a podcast like this one you know you have little you have little tools that you've created uh, such as the caregivers little guide to survival seven fail safe tips for caregivers what are some of those tips well i think the most important is the reaching out speaking up i need help i mean saying i need help i mean i think this is um probably one of the most important ones i need help call someone reach out wherever you can and say i can't do this alone so i think that's a really important one i think self-awareness is a really important one um you know you have to really be mindful of what's going on you know how do i feel physically am i tired am i hurting am i you know how Am I angry? Am I, you know, um, I think being really self-aware is very, very important. And then give yourself a break. Like, you know, if you get depressed or you, you know, because we all get the blues. It's okay. You're not a bad person or a bad caregiver. You're human. Right. You know, give yourself a break. I mean, I, I, these are all things that yeah. you need respite. Yeah. You can give yourself permission. To, to yes, help. absolutely. That's beautiful. Give yourself permission. Give yourself permission to get what you need. Absolutely. What's another gem of yours, Suzanne? <laughs> I think probably um, just being kind to myself. I think that that was hard for me anyway, you know. Um, for some reason, come at me. I, I don't know why. Whatever I have a re whatever reason I have, you know, I, I'm. So kind to everyone else I'm not as kind to myself so I, you got to be kind to yourself it's beautiful I can I, I want to share this like a real quick story that when I was going through my divorce and I was and also my mom had just got was diagnosed I just felt so overwhelmed and I went to this um, I went to a, a, a psycho I know a hip a hypnotherapist that my who was also a writer friend of mine and she said you know she was on this she, this what she did as well 
And I, I had never done any of that. And I, have, I'm not, I haven't done a lot of therapy. I, I probably should do more. But I thought, oh, this would be so great. First of all, I want her to erase all my memories of my ex so I can get that out of my head. <laughs> that's just a lot of pollution right now. And I, you know, I just wanted to feel better like that, right? So I went to her and she tried to, she's starting to hypnotize me. And I'm literally sitting back in this chair going, yeah, I'm not even close to it. Like I need to get to Nordstrom's has a sale. I have to, I have a, I have a deadline on the submission I have to get in. Like I can't think of any like trees and flowers and I'm not going there. And I finally said, I'm, I'm, I'm not hypnotized. Right. <laughs> so she said, okay, I get it. Let's try another approach. So, and she said, listen, this is about you today. This is not about your mom. This is not about your ex. This is about we're going to, we're concentrating on you. And I want you to think about, let, let's just think about when, when you were a little girl, what's like your favorite time when you were a little girl, like think of it. And I you said, you got it. I said, I got it. All right. So how old is she? Well, she's five years old. And what is she wearing right now? Well, she's wearing a striped polo shirt and she's got her hair up in a pony, curly blonde hair and a ponytail. And she's playing with her best friend, Michael. That's me playing with my best friend, Michael. And what's happening? And, and, you know, let's say, did you ever get in a fight with Michael? Yeah, I did, of course. And then what would happen? I'd say, you're not being nice and I'm going home. Bye. And I would go home. And then, and she goes, and you were fine, right? You had no guilt about it because it wasn't a good situation for you, right? And I said, exactly. And she goes, but, but you're not doing that now. And guess what? And no, she goes, do you love that little girl? And I go, I do love that little girl. And she goes, well, guess what? You're letting her down. And that's how you have, it was so powerful for me to look at myself. That's powerful, right? Because I always had trouble powerful. saying, oh, I love myself or, you know, how much do you love? I couldn't say it. I felt like it was silly and conceited or weird or whatever. But when she framed it as me as a little girl, I could step back and say, yes, I get that little girl. I get who she was. And I remember her being this pistol and like, you're not nice to me, then I'm going home. This doesn't feel good. I need to sleep. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. And you're, and you're letting her down was so powerful. So you can't let yourself down. You That's, have to I love this. Yourself. Stop letting yourself down. Show up for yourself mm -hmm. too. Respect yourself. That's not you selfish. matter too. Respect yourself. <laughs> it's not selfish. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. Otherwise, why are you here? Right? Why are you here? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And and it, and and that that's a great story because it really is true. Seeing as children, you know, we have that. You know, I'm out of here. It's okay. You know, I don't want to do that. And then life kind of takes over, and we learn these things. Mm -hmm. So often they're not positive, positive, good things. And we're compensating and we're doing all this stuff. And, and I think that when we're confronted with a situation like this, you know, we beat ourselves up for beating ourselves up. And, and, and it's just so silly. Um, really but we have to be aware of it because I think we all do yeah. it. And it we builds do on it, itself. You, it builds on itself. It too. does. Yeah. You just have to remember you have to that, that you are cycle. that little girl. Yeah, you have to break that cycle. See, I love what you said, Suzanne, because when, you, when you're a good girl, you have to say, what is a good girl? And... and, and if you are being a good girl, why would you want to punish that little girl, right? So you want to reward her for being a good girl or him for being a good boy and, and, 
and that's okay and it's not no it's more than okay it's required more than okay you have to give yourself it's a lollipop required. give yourself a lollipop from time to time it's okay. wow we're like a metaphor we're like a metaphor city here <laughs> <laughs> but it's working and it's, it's clear working. you know it's, yeah. it's working and it's and it's clear and this is the kind of conversation that people need to hear because we all relate to it you know i always say that we're all, all of us caregivers are on the same journey, but we have different paths. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. so much in life, I think we're, we're all on the same journey. We're taking different you know, routes and everything, but this is the kind of conversation that people can relate to. They can sit home and just go, oh my God, that I feel that today. You know, it's like, I, I you know, and, and it, it, there's a sense of relief when you say, you know, hey, I'm doing the best I can. What do I need today? Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And also just trying to frame things in a, in a way that you can see the positive. It's like, you know, if I say my mom's had Alzheimer's now for 15 years, you know, somebody that hasn't been through this might go, oh, my God, torture. Poor her. Wow. You know, like, uh, not me. I wouldn't be, you know, I'd be gone. No way. Um, hope that doesn't happen to me. But guess what? My mom and I used to, you know, say we love, we just very funny about death. And we'd say, you were never dying. That's it. And if anything happens, we're jumping in together and that's the way it goes. Right. And so, you know, the, the thought of my mom passing away and then, yeah, I lost my father in a plane crash when I was 16 and he was really young. And I was like, I survived that, but I'm not going to survive my mom leaving. That's just not going to happen. And I now look at this disease, this length of the disease as a, as a gift, as a long mm -hmm. rampway for me to come to terms with what I need to come to terms with as an adult human being, as a human, as a daughter, as a mother of myself. So, you know, it's, I say, thank you, mom, for giving me this gift of allowing me to figure out how I'm going to deal with this. Because my mom, you know, she's always said, she goes, I've had a great life. I've done everything. I've eaten. I've loved. I've had affairs. I've this, that, that. I've bought. I've shopped. I've seen. I've traveled. There's nothing I've missed, you know. And so I got all those gifts to know that she's okay. okay. It's like when we, <laughs> yeah, when we worked with Valerie Harper. She. That's why she was so. Oh, like that was a gift for her to play my mother because here's this woman with a with you know who had been given a death sentence eight years before mm -hmm. and said, everyone dies. I'm not going to go to my funeral before it's time <laughs> before I have to. But she said the same thing. My mother said, she said to me, Susie, I've done it. I had a fantastic life. I don't want to wow. go, but when I go, it'll be okay. It's fine. It's, yeah. fine. it's okay. Yeah. What a gift. That's an yeah, it, it is a gift, and it's an extraordinary sense of, of, of peace. And, um, you know, I, 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 my dad had it. I don't think my mom did. Um, I think my mom was very afraid, but my dad definitely had that. And I think, in, in, and I think, and I think you guys will agree with me, I think caregivers have it. In the long run, I think we can say, wow, you know, we... We did what we could in life, you know, we did the best we could and we gave service to someone else and we cared for them mm -hmm. and we're good people. And, um, you know, I, I think, I mean, I, I have peace 
because I, I did what I came here to do, you know. Um, and I think it's extraordinary that your mom can say that, you know, and, and I, I, what a gift that is, you know. And, and my, my dad, too, my dad, right before he passed, first of all, he told my sister the night before, I think I'm checking out. So that was the night before, and then he was, like, died in his sleep with a smile on his mm. face. But but a couple of days be- a day before that he said to me oh I said daddy you know I'm I'm so sorry you don't feel you know he said oh I'm I'm spectacular he said you know I'm at peace with God and you know uh, everything's great and it's, this is so I thought oh okay so it's wonderful that they can say that you know um, that's their gift to you <laughs> Don you know I was yeah. thinking I was thinking about Esther what yeah. she said at the hospital yeah. I got to tell you this story. This, this a friend of ours' mother just passed away. Who was very much. She reminded me of my mom so much. She's just was such a pistol and like literally like. How old was Esther? Eighty seven. She was in Dawn? yeah somewhere in that. I, I don't know her exact age, but right in that mid eighties. But she yeah. was right in that and like we just had a, a a memorial on Zoom for her and there was like how many people like hundred and over one hundred and fifty people. Yeah. And for someone at 87 years old, that's a huge, you know, and like of all ages, that's how powerful she was. And, um, and her husband told her, was it her husband or did her son tell that story? Which, I, I there think were it many was, stories. Was Howard, so. uh, the one about when, when they finally took, when she's, uh, okay, I'll tell yeah. you, it was either her husband or her son, but I forget, but, but so they, it was the, Right before she passed away, they they took her off all the medication and and they you know and they just said mm-hmm. listen it's time and they and the doctors told her it would take about an hour. This is what they told her, and uh, two hours later, three hours later, the doctor comes in and she goes, "What the hell? What the fuck is going on? You told me it was going. <laughs> when am I going to die already? <laughs> when am I going to die? It's three hours. What the fuck is going on? Excuse my language. I'm just telling this. But that's what she said, and I was like, I love her to the day she, the second the she moment. passed, to the second she passed. How can you not love that? Ready to go. Oh, that's get the oh, show that's... on the road. <laughs> and a sense of humor. Too, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's why she was so dynamic. We didn't even talk about that, and you guys all know about that because you're both really funny and, you know, and witty. And, and It's like, if you look at Carrie, and it's it's kind of like looking back at, like, the the Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's films that, you know, we said, oh, let's not do another one, because they're all so bleak and dim and hard. And, yes, all of that uh-huh. is true, but, damn it, you yeah. better find some humor in there. <laughs> you better. You've and, got and to. We, and there's so much humor to be found. Like, I, you know, you people are, like, afraid to laugh at it. No, it's funny. It's funny. There's my mom was like, you know, the filters drop down, the filters drop, and my mom would look at somebody and go, wow, that's an ass on that woman. I'm like, mom, they can hear you. What? <laughs> it's true. Oh my God, that's great! And my mom was the same way. We would go out to dinner, and I don't like this restaurant. Oh my God, the food! I'm like, oh my, you know. And and I it took me a minute, you know, it took me a minute to not just because of who I am and I, the way I was brought up. Here's this woman who everything had to be perfect. Appearances always had to be perfect. And you know, I it like I couldn't worry about what anybody in the restaurant thought. Exactly. Like, yeah. You, that's, like, you that's like your it. thing. That's your embarrassment, and that's you know. That's the yeah. gift. I used to. I you. I tell the story how like when my mom and they, initially I was. I thought I was protecting her because I thought that she would be embarrassed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I. Yeah. I thought that people were going to be, a, you know, just put off, and it was like, 
it really was my journey to figure out that no, it was me. And, and that other people, good people, stepped up and were like, I would say, my mom has Alzheimer's. Oh, yeah, but she's fantastic. They weren't, they didn't care. They didn't care. They got it. Yeah, the people that were, there are so many good people out there. It's, 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 it's. Oh, I'm so it's, glad you said that. I, cause I, cause, cause, that, cause that's, you know, my dad believed that, you know, yeah, I, I taught, there's so many good people out it's there. It's humbling. It's humbling. It like, is humbling. Yeah. And, and, and it's, you know, it's such a, it's such a gift because yeah, I'm a, such a better person because of my mother's illness and everyone around yeah. me is Dawn is and my children are and, and anybody else that's gone through this journey with me, it, we're just, you know, so much, so much better people than we were before. And, and I'm proud of that. Even my son-in-law, I remember the first time he came to visit my mom. Don, you were there, right? Mm -hmm. And we were at one of the facilities and, you know, I would walk in and it was like, I would hold court because I loved all those people. I, I got, yeah, got to know them, right? 94 year old Jack, yeah. who was going to marry me, had Ruth that one, who was a dancer. And then Lisa, who always thought I was her Swedish daughter. There was all kinds of people there that I loved. And one gentleman came up to my son-in-law, you know, and who it, this experience was so new to him and he started to, you know, just release everything. I want to go home. I want to do this. Can you take me home? Can you get, and so, and, and, you know, I didn't realize how daunting it could be for someone who's not been in this, you know, and that's, that's because of our system. We don't, we don't, we, we isolate our, our, you know, our senior citizens. And I looked over at my son-in-law and he was like, I need to step outside for a second. He went out and cried because he was so, he, he didn't know how to respond. And he was such, so empathetic and that he, he didn't understand that, you know, it, it's it, part of it. It's just, part you can of listen. The, yeah. <laughs> it's just part of it. And that you can listen, but you don't have to take it on. And now he's a pro. He walks in. How you doing? I want to kiss. Look at me. I'm here for you. Whatever you know. Some. He's like he can. He's strong as a. That's that's strong important. as a bull. Yeah, and and it also brings up something you just said, and that's listening. And I know Suzanne, you wrote, you've written about learning to listen to to people with dementia, which is so important. So you you understand maybe some cues or things Ooh, yeah. that that aren't the words, but. Tell us a little bit about that. Right. Well, I just I just want to go back to what Susie just said. It's like you you can listen, but you don't have to take it on. That's that's a gem right there. That should be a you know I'm going to probably use that in my weapon of the day. If you don't mind, please I'll give do, you credit, Susie. Do. You know you can listen, but you don't have to take it on. You know, well, it's on us to to sort of interpret to act mm -hmm. as interpreters. I took my mom. Um, to a spaghetti dinner at the church, which was like a big, I took both of them and there was like dueling wheelchairs. I had two, I mean, it was just, you know, so it was taking, you know, I had to set it up and get the food and you know, I mean, anybody who's listening knows what I was going through. Okay. So I just sat my butt down with this, you know, and I, and I turned around, looked at my mom and she had this, see, and it's good. You have to keep the union. She had this look of absolute terror on her face. I mean, it was just, it was beaming off her. And we were, hot, mommy, are you okay? And what do you mean? Uh, and I said, mommy, do you want to go? You want to go? And she went and nodded her head and said, yes. 
I was like, okay. And bam, then I had to pack everybody up to tell her, you know what I mean? But I mean, <laughs> but I, I, she, that was a cue. That was right. a cue for me. It wasn't just a, you know, it was a cue. She, it all, she became overwhelmed. We'll have like these moments that are very lucid when you're talking about looking mm -hmm. for cues, communication cues. And I'm trying, I'm really into that. Like, cause she doesn't have a lot of verbal uh, agility at this, t at this time, but things do come out. Like if you wait long enough, it'll like, she'll say something like, I love you. And, you know, just come right out. Mm -hmm. Cause it's, you're giving her time to do it. But every once in a while, something will come out like, shut up, <laughs> nowhere, you know? And like, it's like, a, it's literally still like, and it, and it could be something else. It could be a nurse in the other room is talking too loud, but yeah. I still have trouble with it, not taking it personal. Right, yeah. Because you put so much of your heart and soul into caregiving and, and those little things, you know, just on I love you is so important and then, so you can imagine the opposite, opposite and how it, that yeah. can affect you. Yeah, mm -hmm. I I can take a breath and go. It's not about me, mm -hmm. but it takes a second. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, and the whole thing mm -hmm. is, you know, it's a work in progress. You know, progress, not perfection. It's all those all those sayings. That, yeah, I mean, I listen. I one of the reasons I'm able to because I'm reflecting back now. You know, what I'm saying so. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I, I you know I've had hindsight on on a lot of this stuff, but when you're in it. Um, I mean, I, you know, we all try really, really hard, but I keep saying it wasn't pretty. I mean, you know, I, um, I did, I, in my heart, I know I did the best I could, but man, there were nights where I was just like, oh my gosh, well, you know, you mm. didn't, you screw that up today, you know, and then I have to say, no, I didn't screw it up, you know, but make a note of that and try to be better around that issue tomorrow, you know, and if you can't, you can't. Mm -hmm. I mean, this whole thing of just, giving ourselves a break, I think, you know, because um, it's, it's, there's, it's just, it's all the shrapnel coming at you, you know, so, you know, some of it we can deflect like Wonder Woman and, and Superman, and some of it we can't, some of it, you know, hits us and we're just, and we, and we react instead of respond. So, yeah, um, I, I'm curious because the, the, what you've created, caregiverwarrior.com, and all this information and everything that you're still doing long after you had this experience. So when did that happen? Was, was this almost therapeutic for you? When did you start doing it? Yeah. And, and why do you yeah. keep doing it? Okay, the, you know, first of all, just my personality is like, nobody tells you about this. Well, that's not cool. I'm doing, you know, I'll tell you. <laughs> it's my, my personality. But I started writing. I was writing on my Blackberry. I just, you know what I mean? I was like, you know, and when I would go to work, I would write on my BlackBerry, um, you know, and 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 actually, I'm, I'm still working on editing a book, but there was a book in there, so that would help me, you know, it helped me kind of put it in perspective, and I really did want to help other people. I didn't want other people to go through what I went through, or that I saw other people going through, and and of course, and you guys will know this. There are times that I feel like I can't do it; it's too much. I'm overwhelmed. You know, it's like, oh, my God, this is so much work. Right? I mean, social media alone. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, you know, it's like, oh, like, and I'm good with them. I'm like, all right. You know, and I'll think, you know what? I'm done. I mean, uh, you know, and I will tell you every single time I do that, <laughs> I'll get a tweet or a DM or an email or something. And somebody will say something like, 
my mom just died, you know, and I just have to reach out and tell you that if it weren't for you, I would have never been able to get through the past year. Hi. Yeah. And I don't even know them. Right. I mean, right. I don't even know this per You know what I mean? I, and I get like, oh, okay. You know, I just feel like it's like, okay, I got it. You know, I got to keep I got to keep, keep going. going. It's the same with us. It's like I say, we're, we're, we're 34 episodes in, in a little over a year. And, you know, Oh my God. This is all a labor of love, folks. Like, we don't get any money. It's not, I haven't gone out monetizing. I have no idea how to monetize a podcast, you know. And um, if there, you know, if, if, if anybody wants to support us, please do. It's great. We'd love it. But it's, you know, and I say, am I helping? Is it helping? Are we helping? And then every, then all of a sudden we'll get like, like you said, out of the ether going, thank you so much for your podcast. We love it so much. Or, you know, people saying, we'd love to be a guest on your podcast. You know, is there, and I go, okay, we have to keep going. So we have to keep going is what it yes. is. And yes. it's okay. Yes. We have to keep going and, and I, and we will keep going. You know what I mean? Um, and, and you were helping, we're helping it. it you, you, you know, you're changing, for, you know, I mean, I believe like you can smile at somebody and save their life anyway. But I mean, this yeah. is there. There are people out there that are listening. Just because they're silent, because caregivers yeah. are silent, it doesn't mean they're not listening. And yeah. believe yeah. me, they're hearing you guys. So yeah, we have yeah. to keep it's, going. And, you know, like we you say, have to keep yeah, if going. It's one person, let's say one person's life you changed. I mean, and we've talked about that when we were doing the film festival circuit. Uh, and we were in Sedona, and we had just played our movie before 800 people, and we were up on stage with Valerie, and we're doing a Q&A with... And some of the comments we got, this one woman said, you know, my, my brother has had, had, also, had Alzheimer's, my father did, and I just, I, I'm just, you know, I've, I've lived in fear that I'm the next. And she says, you know what? I'm not afraid anymore. Wow. So it was like, wow. wow. And we didn't know these people. People came up to us, don't know a guy in Cleveland. I've never been to Cleveland before. He comes up and just hugs me after and hugs Susie after. And, and, and cries. cries. And, and cries. We, and, and now and in we, contact with him ever since because his dad went through and the we, same but thing. We get most beautiful, yeah, most beautiful so, letters. Yeah. And I had teenage people come up and say, you told my grandma's story and crying and, mm. you know, and realized what you know, what a, what a, uh, uh, well, we say a mitzvah, it's like a, mm -hmm. a good deed to do mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. like that. And, and that, you know, my mom always, I love this about my mother was that my mom is five foot tall and listen, she has more game with men than I ever did. Even now, right now, even in a wheelchair <laughs> with Alzheimer's from her bed, my mom can go, Hey, you, mm -hmm. she could still pull it, but my mom, not a jealous bone in her body. And we'd be walking somewhere and this, and a gorgeous woman would walk by and my mom would stop and go, hello, you, you are stunning, stunning. And the woman was like, thank you. Like, because most women don't compliment other women and, and women, you know, that the changed the woman's day, I'm sure. Yeah. And yeah. felt like a million bucks. 
Yeah. And and the same, like even with nurses, my mom would like there'd be a sourpuss nurse who was doing her, you know, her blood pressure, and my mom would be looking up at her and saying, "Do you know you have gorgeous skin? Did you?" And the woman would beam, go, "Oh, thank you so much." You know, I, I would, and it was such it's such a gift to be able to be that open and just change somebody's life with the one thing. And, and it all comes from being authentic. If you're authentic, because mm -hmm. yeah. my mom wasn't doing it as a device, it was always authentic. authentic. And yeah. so um, I think that's important and that when we're being authentic, and it I is think powerful. That's what's in, you know, what, from what you're doing, you're, it all comes from authenticity. It comes from, uh, yeah. it comes from experience. It comes from your heart. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you, you, you cannot deny that it's going to have an effect if, as long as somebody sees it. And so there, that's a, right. that's a wonderful thing. My God, we could talk to you all day, Susan. I know. This is wonderful. We have to be friends. Oh, oh, we are friends. I mean, I, we are friends. We are. We're, I call it, we're Alzheimer's. We're daughters of Alzheimer's and sons of mm -hmm. Alzheimer's. And mm -hmm. um, is there anything you want else to, you, that we missed talking about that you wanted to bring up anything? No, I, I think, and I think we have these wonderful gems, you know, I, I just think, um, I just want everybody to take care of themselves, you know, I just want everybody to, to know that they're really good people, you know, that they're safe, it's okay, and they're a good person, you know, um, and really take care of yourself, because everybody will benefit, and I, and I want to thank you guys for doing what you do. and, and oh, um, thank you. Just How can they, keep when, the where faith. can we find you? Where can everybody find you? We'll put all, all up anyway, but what's the best way? Thank of, you. About, yeah. Mm -hmm. Come to my website, caregiverwarrior.com. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always posting something up, a little thought for the day or, you know, a blog. Um, you can see me on Twitter. I do a weapon of the day. It's caregivewarrior, at Care give warrior, no R for Twitter. And I always do a weapon of the day, you know, and just sort of something you can take into battle. Um, yes, and you review you books. Know? I saw, I see that. that I do. I, I do, love that I because there's so many out there and not all of them are great. So it's important, you know, we only have so much time. So that's also a really good thing, you know. Thank because, you. Yeah, that was a yeah, fun thing because I love to read and people would send me stuff. I was like, sure, you know, absolutely. Just be oh, open. Good. Say, just say yes, you know. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you are a pleasure, Aww. and I, I, I'm so honored to meet you and be your Aww. friend. Same yeah. back and at you. This is a yeah. mutual love fest. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, people are just, sure. just nauseated at this point. You know? <laughs> yeah, they're just. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we. I think we had some. I think there were some bullet point gems in there. You know, I think that totally anybody who's who's listening gets it that they're not alone. You know, that's, that's the bottom awesome. line of it. They have us. They're not alone. And man, You're that's not what, alone. That's a, not alone. Man. We're not, not alone. alone. And yeah. And if you need yeah. anything, honestly, I always say like you, you know where to reach us. If we don't know, we'll find out. Right. Because that's the beauty of this. There's always, I, we have resources and if, you know, there, there, you are, you will have help. I promise. Absolutely. And with that said, I think everybody who is listening and, and maybe watching on YouTube and IGTV Absolutely. and, um, Donald. Yes. Well, again, thank you, thank you Susie. Thank you, Susan White. And Su wait, did I said that wrong. Susie's. I said, wait, Susie's. I'm going to say Suzanne. Suzanne. I, it's very confusing. Yes. I've got Susan, who I call Susie, and then we've got Suzanne, who
Ooh, I'm not going to call Susan anymore. <laughs> well, it's because her Suzanne is not spelled with a Z. It's spelled with an S. S-U-S-A-N-N-E. So I'll just call you Susanne. Susanne. Perfect. It works. And on that note, we say, as we always do, love is powerful, love is contagious, and love conquers all. We'll see you next time.